Good evening and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Georgia Wrestling History TV Talk on the Georgia Wrestling History News Network. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny J, here with John Stoney Cannon, and once again, high school coach and former wrestling referee, Will Wheeler. Say hey. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Unfortunately... Mike isn't here to join us today. We know, and not only do we not have Mike, we are not able to have Mr. join us on the couch like last week. Exactly. Uh, Mr. is recovering, so uh, we send our thoughts to our good little buddy, Mr. And for those of you who are are kind of wondering, Mr., Mr. who, Mr. is Mike Garrett's little buddy, doggy puppy. Yeah. Who uh, sits on the couch very patiently when we were over at Mike's. And um, he has been known to eat pork rinds and just chill with us very quietly. So, um, so hey, Mike may not be here, but I think this episode we will dedicate to Mr. Definitely. Oh, yes. Most definitely. So, yep. there so you hope go. hope you get better soon, buddy. We miss you, Mr. Definitely. It's a good, big part of the show. Yep. Well, let's see. Whew. All right, before we get all into the action, let's uh, just kind of remind everyone that this week on Monday we post an episode of our TV show, Georgia Wrestling History TV, on YouTube. You can find it on the YouTube Georgia Wrestling History channel or at uh, gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. As well as with all the other stuff they have there, including upcoming events, results from current events, history, this day in history, birthdays, deaths, and all kinds of other stuff having to do with Georgia history, Georgia wrestling history, meaning Georgia, the Carolinas, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, um, yeah. So from Calum- everywhere, Maine. from Kalamazoo, no, that would be Michigan. That's a little too much, too north, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Florida, <laughs> Michigan, same thing, so. That's true. All right, so, but you want to tell everybody... If they haven't seen GWH TV this week, what they've been missing and what they need to tune in for? Oh, yeah. No, this week we had Ladies Night. Ladies Night and the feelings, right? It was it was awesome. It was some funny stuff. You know, we had a, we had a good time, um, you know, bumping that one. And uh, we had a lot of cool matches. We had the Fabulous Moolah, of course, a favorite of mine, as Stoney told you all last week. His, his childhood crush, the Magnificent Fabulous Moolah. Certainly, certainly. And then Joyce Grable, them two actually went at it. Uh, Susan Green, Lisa Monroe, a whole lot more. So check out our Ladies' Night episode at the aforementioned uh, media venues. So They're going later in the episode, later on towards the end, we will tell you what to expect this upcoming Monday. Oh yeah, that one should be a pretty exciting episode as well. we got uh, all kinds of fun stuff planned for you guys tonight. Uh, a lot of heated discussion here. We're going to start things off with some birthdays and some history. The opening bell! Oh, yeah. Kind of matches the TV show. Well, video, yeah, I guess it's a TV show. The 
online video presentation. Oh yeah, well, so, we've been called a TV show by other shows, so I think uh, I think it fits. Yep, yep. So, um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, we're, we're doing birthdays for the week rather than just the day that the show is being posted. So, of course, the twenty first that is today, Friday. We've got Nelson Royal, Happy huge, birthday. huge, huge, way, way back in the day through Georgia. Uh, through the southeast, Nelson Royal, um, you just old school, old and school, also, and also too another t- July twenty first birthday, Sean Stasiak, who was uh, before mentioned, uh, ladies Chippendale type dancer guy in up north. Mm-hmm. There oh, you go. All right, cool, cool. And then of course tomorrow, here comes the fabulous Mula again. Woo hoo! Well, you know what? You know, you know, you know. Here is the thing. You know, we always send out this lap dance. Right? <laughs> to all our wrestlers. And we will tell you who we're going to send a lap dance out to all these wrestlers. But seeing that this is the only female this week, I would say that we are going to send the Magnificent Moolah, or we would have sent her, I guess in spirit, we will send the Magnificent Moolah a Kenny J birthday lap dance. Oh, baby. Ding, 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 ding. The ring music, baby. <laughs> I, I, I could suppose I could be there in spirit. And, and uh, Give her a good birthday. <laughs> All right, who else on the 22nd? Oh, and also tomorrow, Sean Simpson and Sean Michaels. All right, HBK, happy birthday. Definitely. The day after that, Sunday, Al Perez and Osamu Nishimura. And then coming up a little bit early next week, Wildfire Tommy Rich. Happy Wonder. birthday, man! Happy birthday to Wildfire! <laughs> That's what's going to happen. He's going to be blowing out of cans. He's going to be like, <laughs> 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 Somebody say something Fight up, baby. Wildfire's here. Tommy Wildfire is coming to you live. And at Tommy Rich, he's, got a, he's opening up a wrestling school on August 5th in Myrtle Beach. Oh, Tommy nice. Rich. That's going to be cool. We all need to raise money and go <laughs> sign <laughs> up. <laughs> no, it's just, a, it's just a public meet and greet. It's going to be him, Austin Idol, and Tony Atlas. Oh, we should go. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. And what, what's the date? August 5th. I am not going to be in town. Ah, well. I'll be on the West Coast that week doing my own thing. They'll be slumming. All right, now, who else this week on the 27th? Oh, yeah, on the 27th, we've got Matt Bourne, Don't Greg Gagne, Triple H, and Manny Fernandez. Manny Fernandez. The Raging Bull, Daddy. <laughs> some great stuff, some great stuff. And, you know, all right, so what we're going to do is this. First, I'm going to say, okay, we're going to... Just for Tommy Rich, we're going to send you an Abdullah the Butcher lap dance in addition to the lap dance that we're going to send to everybody. So let's see, for all these guys, what is going to be our lap dance? Uh, what do you think, Will? Who would be a good a good lady to send out for a lap dance to all our birthday guys this week? I'm gonna go out on limb. Let's do let's do Medusa. We're, we're talking about the past and old school. Let's do Medusa. Medusa? Okay. We definitely do Medusa. There you go. All right. So, um, so guys, uh, uh, Nelson, Sean, Sean, Al, Osuma, Tommy, Matt, Greg, Triple, and Manny, we are sending you a lap dance for your birthday from Medusa. So don't look straight in your eyes. She might turn you to stone. Right? Alright. That's what they say. And of course, Mula, up there in wrestling heaven, keep an eye out for your very special K-1.
Kenny J birthday lap dance. And I'd be willing to bet that the music will be Mario. All right. There you go. Quite interesting music for um, for that. <laughs> hey, you know, it, hey, it could have been worse. I could have said pole dance, right? <laughs> Actually, I think the music would be more fitting for that, honestly. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but let's see what else we've got. We've got a, a bunch of uh, today in wrestling. we got a whole bunch of them today. Today in wrestling, many, 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 many years ago, throughout of time. And we'll start with the more recent and we'll head into the distant past. So six years ago. No, that's five. 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 I'm a little far away from my uh, my notes here. Five years ago today. He's, he's far away from the teleprompter. Yes, we have professional stuff here. We have a teleprompter. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah, make the font bigger over there, Winchester. <laughs> it's like that commercial. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see now. Five years ago, that is five. That would be what 2012, yeah, something like that. Something yeah. Five years ago, you did it. Five years ago today, Adam Pierce defeated Colt Cabana in a two out of three falls match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Began his fifth and final reign with the championship that would end amid controversy in October when the NWA refused to let Pierce defend the title in Australia. There you go. And, and for those of you who are not familiar with more recent NWA goings-on, as you would say, um, or indie wrestling, you may more know Colt Cabana from CM Punk's big speech on the top of the ramp in WWE before he left, where he mentioned Colt Cabana the 75th wall and breaking it down and all this other stuff. So uh, Colt Cabana, probably one of the uh, top indie wrestlers in most more recent time periods. So Had a cup of coffee up north. There we go. Alright. Alright, so what else in history? Uh, let's see, eight years ago in eight. 2009, so long ago now, at a TNA Impact taping at Universal Orlando, the British Invasion which is, that's Brutus, Magnus, and Doug Williams, of course, defeated Team 3D of Brother Ray and Brother Devon in a tables match to win the I.W. Devon. 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 Okay. Devon. Brother Devon. All right. Brother Devon. Got to correct myself. Sorry about that, everybody out there. In a tables match to win the I.W.G.P. Tag Team Championship. The title match was not sanctioned by New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is the organization responsible for handling these belts. Nor did they officially recognize a title change until August 10th. There you go. And, you know, I think what confused everybody in Florida during that time period is, uh, is you know, usually when you're in Florida and you say Doug Williams, you think like a quarterback. <laughs> Played for the, like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but took the Washington Redskins to the Super Bowl. Doug Williams, I think, was the first African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. All right. So... I mean, totally irrelevant to our conversation and unrelated, but you never, you know, we are all sports fans here, particularly Will. Um, so, you know, talking a little bit of football isn't a bad thing every once in a while, so. No, it's cool to learn new little tidbits about your favorite sports and all that. So. There you yeah. go. I see we have a, did you, you want to say something about football? 
Oh, it's almost here. It is. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, uh, in TNA, there was running back D'Angelo Williams, of the formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, was yeah. on the last TNA pay per view. Yeah. And of course, Moose, I believe, isn't Moose a former NFL? I think so. Player. So, and he is the current. What do they call that? They've they've got the title where. Um, where you actually wrestle two or three falls and you have judges and stuff like that. It's totally different than your typical thing. And the Grande know. title? The what? I think it's the Grande title. Something like that. It's the, the big burrito of something or Is another. Is there a Venti title to go with it? Yeah, there's a Vente. Yeah. All so. Right, yeah. so. <laughs> All right. So, but that's not the only thing in history to happen in Florida. We got something from 22 years ago. That's a long time ago now. Long that's time ago. in Tampa, Florida. I lived just south of Tampa for a little while. Nice place. Me too. Dean Malenko defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the ECW World Television Championship. He would lose the title back to Guerrero just a week later. That was kind of short-lived. Hey, that's longer than Tommy Rich's title, Lorraine. <laughs> that is true. His was only four. This was, this was seven. Yep, yep. And then that's the days. And, 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 you know, the, the speculation is, is we don't even know if Tommy even got to hold the title other than, like, for five minutes in the ring. Fair enough. You know, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, Harley, Harley Race might have said, "Hey, I'll take it home because I'm gonna get it back from you." And Tommy Rich probably said, "Oh yeah, I know Shama." I, mean, I know you guys can't really tell the difference between those two, but I mean, so that, that's pretty much the case. So, oops. Oh man, I think I just blew the teleprompter. I think, well, I didn't actually blow the teleprompter, but it's all right. We kind of we we get it. Okay, yeah. cool. We got one more for you guys. Thirty-two. Years ago today, that's older than me, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Tolly Blanchard defeated Magnum T.A. to win the NWA U.S. Championship. And speaking of the U.S. Championship, that is what our big discussion tonight is going to be about, isn't it? That's right, the United States title. And there's no, there's few better places to start discussion on the U.S. title than Tolly Blanchard. I mean, when you think of oh, the yes. four horsemen, and you think of all the titles, you automatically think totally U.S. title. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean, his first reign, he actually beats Ricky Steamboat for the title. So I that, mean, that was pretty huge. That's, that that's no small feat. I mean, Rick Steamboat, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, and, and when we say great wrestlers, we don't mean okay, Hulk Hogan. Big mainstream wrestler with, you know, a, a, a leg drop. We're talking about a true athlete wrestler all the way around. One of those that, that makes the not-so-good guys look good because he's so good. Exactly. Somebody that was never a bad guy and mm-hmm. will never be a bad guy. Who was it? Who actually at the same time was a competing bodybuilder while wrestling? And the fact of the matter is... There was a story that one day, Ricky Steamboat actually had a bodybuilding competition, won that competition, and that night went to a Broadway with Ric Flair. Nice, nice. Sounds like a fun day. There you go, there you go. Hey, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, bodybuilder, uh, multi-champion, maybe we should, I mean, no offense to you, but maybe we should send Ricky as the second additional Moolah birthday lap dance. I mean, I think that would probably be pretty cool, too. I mean, you can't top that birthday. <laughs> oh, no doubt. You know, I mean, the only thing we, only, only thing we can do crazier than that is actually send May Young. 
for additional lap dance for Moolah, but you never know. No. So, yeah. All right. But for those of you that are unfamiliar with the history of the U.S. title, which there's all kinds of histories because there's like all these different versions of the U.S. title, but the one we are discussing gets its starting origins in 1975 in Tallahassee, Florida. Harley Race announced as defeating Johnny Weaver in a national tournament final. And that is for the NWA United States Heavyweight title. And the look, the original U.S. title belt was an interesting looking belt. It had the outline of the United States on it on a red leather strap. And it had just a little side. So it was an interesting looking title for a long, long time. Um, Often referred to as the classic red belt. Yep. I knew, that. I knew that was what I was looking for that word. Something like that. I, I believe yeah, it was. It was classic red. The classic red belt, and, and it's probably one of the more unique belts because most belts in that time period were pretty basic leather belts. So uh, it's not like now where the belts kind of look like a giant watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or spinner. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the spinner. Back in the day, back, back in the day when they said belts cost money, they weren't lying because belts were created like fine pieces of jewelry. Now they they look like there's a reason why you can have a facsimile toy and it to look just like a small, exactly small version of it because they almost look like they're made out of plastic. So we gotta go with the cost-effective materials, you know. Mm-hmm. There you go. But back in this time period, 1975, you know, we have this title defended in in such places as in, in a lot of, because you got to think this is the, the mid-Atlantic area was very popular. So we have like title defenses and changes in Greensboro, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Winston-Salem, Raleigh, but also places such as Norfolk, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, Charleston, Greensboro, uh, just... And believe it or not, even Toronto, Ontario, Canada Mm -hmm. in the early days. And check out some of these names. The second holder of this version, Johnny Valentine. All right. Johnny Valentine was probably one of the toughest wrestlers in in the world. And his son happens to be, I think we'll get him later. Yep. Good stuff, good stuff. And the second holder had to vacate the title because of a big event in history. Johnny Valentine's wrestling career comes to an end from plane crash in 1975. And what is significant, guys, with this plane crash? There was quite a bit of different wrestlers on that plane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And apparently the pilot died, and there was three other wrestlers, a man by the name of Mr. Wrestling... Was on a plane crash. Um, not only Johnny Valentine, but um, a guy who was Mr. Wrestling, Johnny Valentine, and a very popular guy who, in fact, was who ends up going to every professional sports team's camps today and becomes a fan of that team automatically. I'm sure he has a catchphrase that goes, Woo! That's right. Mm, Nature Boy. I can only imagine. Rick Flair. True, true. But one thing, we had a little side note. 
and Steve will give you this side note because we were talking about this earlier. What is the interesting thing about Mr. Wrestling, Tim Woods, being in this particular plane? Well, he was so committed to being the good guy against Valentine's bad guy that he wrestled two weeks later with his back still not healed from the accident because he did not want to break the illusion. He he did not want anybody to know that he was on the plane with the other guys. During this time there, period. There were rumors about it, so he was just like, oh, no, no, I'm going to quash those, so... Now, that's kayfabe right there. These days, you'd, you'd go on vacation for the rest of the year. You'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know? So, but, you know, this is back when men were men, and men were tough, and wrestlers kicked butt. And you wouldn't want to mess with them on the street. No. No, you sure did and You sure did But, this led, and we're, we're not going to do every single one, but the beginning of this history is pretty interesting. This leads following to a 16-man tournament. And in the final, Paul Jones is defeated by Terry Funk. So right there you have Harley Race, Johnny Valentine, Terry Funk. So, and the lineage is pretty incredible because Paul Jones eventually gets hold of the title. You have Blackjack Mulligan and both him and... and and Paul Jones are end up being multiple time winners of this title. Having like a like a table tennis match with that title. Ping, 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 ping. Yeah. Eventually, in '77, get this: Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat both hold the title. Matter of fact, Ricky Steamboat winning the title from Ric Flair. Probably the beginning of some of the most classic matches in one of the most classic rivalries of all time. I mean, they tore the houses down throughout the Carolinas during that time. I mean, there was, needless to say, it was a sold-out building, Marquis said, wrestling, standing room only with these guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. And eventually, in 1978, Mr. Wrestling <laughs> wins the title. Um, then, you know, this is the funny part. Ric Flair wins it for a second time. Only to be defeated once again by Ricky Steamboat winning it for a second time. Then Ric Flair wins it for a third time. And what does Ric Flair do? Ric Flair vacates the title after he wins the NWA World Tag Title. Now, you got to ask yourself. Because it's a world title, does that make the tag title more important than the U.S. single title? I think at that time, a lot of promotions, you couldn't hold two titles at one time. If you were a tag team champion, I think the tag team title took the precedent over the uh, singles title at that time. Especially if you were a world tag team champion. Yeah, yeah. So, um, somebody who recently passed away, Snuka, um, defeats uh, Steamboat in a 12-man tournament. Uh, Ric Flair comes back, and, and you know there's Greg Valentine you were talking about is. Featured in here between Rick's fourth and fifth title reigns. I mean, right there, you're talking about five title reigns of the U.S. title in, in a very short amount of time. Plenty of reasons to go, woo! Yep. Then we are in the early 80s. Roddy Piper defeats Ric Flair to win the title. Know, that was the very beginning of 81, so plenty of... Plenty of ground left to cover. And, and then, you know, here we've already gone a few years. Here's Wahoo McDaniel 
popping up. Sergeant Slaughter, mm-hmm. him and Wahoo McDaniel go go back and forth. Oh yeah, I wish I'd, I'd love to see those matches. So uh, uh, Roddy Piper, you know, there's a Dick Slater is in there. Uh, Ricky Steamboat pops back up. Uh, Magnum TA was a title holder, and then here we are. We are in '85, and here comes. We were just talking about this Tully Blanchard, right? Um, Tully Blanchard, uh, Magnum TA eventually gets hold of it. Nikita Koloff. These are some incredible names right here, especially how the how Nikita got the title. And we mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago. Wasn't it in a wasn't it uh, Stoney in a best of wasn't it a a best of seven series that he actually won the title? Uh, he defeated Magnum TA in a best of seven series and then ends up defeating Wahoo McDaniel to unify the NWA national heavyweight title. So, and then this is when Lex Luger comes in the scene. We've recently talked about that not too long ago. And then after that, Dusty Rhodes Ooh. comes into the picture. I mean, look at this. I mean, look, the legend himself. As, as it continues, yeah, Barry Windham. Michael Hayes, Stan Hansen, Sting, Rick Rude, Dustin Rhodes. Get this, get this, get this. Are you ready for this? In 1993, Steve Austin. And here we are. Here we are. We we started in the 70s with this, right? right? Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat wins in the 70s, in the 80s. Here's Ricky Steamboat winning his fourth one in 19... 94. 1994. Steve Austin uh, gets it back when Steamboat is hurt and unable to defend. Jim Duggan, Vader, Sting, uh, Kensuke Sasaki. Yeah, one man game. Conan, uh, Ric Flair um, in 1996 wins it for the sixth time, and I believe. It's either either he or, or Luger end up close to have holding it holding it for the most amount of times or tied. Um, Eddie Guerrero defeated Diamond Dallas Page in a tournament final. Dean Malenko, Jeff Jarrett. Okay, Steve Monoma Michael, we can kind of skip over that. Whatever. Yeah. Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning. And you have lots of second generation stars have held this title. Oh man, Diamond Dallas Page, Raven. Bill Goldberg held the title. Um, Goldberg. And of course, what happens? He vacates the title because he wins what? The WCW World Heavyweight Title. At this time, we are now we have now moved from NWA to it's now the NC, uh, the WCW title. Uh, Bret Hart. Oh my God, Bret Hart has come down and won the title from up north. Um, Roddy Piper, out of nowhere, years later, comes back to win it for a third time. Scott Hall wins it. He's stripped. Scott Steiner wins it by defeating Booker T. Oh, my God. David Flair is awarded this belt. And all of a sudden, it just gets really weird. Uh, Chris Benoit wins the belt, which is an incredible wrestler. Sid Vicious and Bill Colbert, Bret Hart. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, somewhere down the line, wins it again. We're now into 2000. Uh, Lance Storm defeats Mike Austin. Awesome in an eight-man tournament final. Declares himself as Canadian heavyweight cha- uh, champion yep. in 2000. 
Oh my god, how's this? Terry Funk. What is this? Like twenty years later, wins it for a second time. And then probably the greatest wrestler to ever hold the U.S. title in any form, General Rection. What a character. What a name. What yeah. a gimmick. I mean, come on. <laughs> Shane Douglas. Uh, Booker T. Booker T winning it. What makes this so important? He also wins the World Heavyweight title. And this is in 2001. Panama Beach, Florida. Just weeks later, the WCW brand is acquired by WWF. Booker T recognized as champion as the company closes down. Goes to WWF. And Canyon is awarded the U.S. title by Booker T and Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. Wow. A few other wrestlers have it over the next year until... Edge unifies the title with the WWE Intercontinental Heavyweight title as defeating Test in Greensboro, North Carolina. And then, like two years later, after we've forgotten about and I just it. Find, and one thing about the Greensboro, North Carolina, I just find it fitting that the end of WC, officially end of WCW titles, just happened to be in Greensboro, North Carolina, a hotbed of the Carolinas Crockett. And where they generally had their biggest shows. And Greensboro shows were so hyped that they would actually go. Two, they had to wait in line for traffic. It was always standing room only in Greensboro. <laughs> yep. There you go. Hey, that's good because if there's action outside the ring, you can just follow it. Exactly. You ain't got to leave your seat. There you go. <laughs> of, of course, uh, um, in 2003, WWE revives the heavyweight title. So we currently, once again, have a separate uh, Intercontinental title, which is good because the Intercontinental title needs to stand on its own. Uh, the U.S. title, as you guys that follow, that follow wrestling, you know, in the last few years, uh, John Cena, the Bulgarian brute guys mm-hmm. won it. Uh, most recently, uh, Kevin Owens yeah. at a house show... Uh, what just a week ago, AJ Styles yep. beats uh, Kevin Owens for this title. I believe yep. it was the U.S. title, right? Yep. Yep. And um, that is our long, fast run through the U.S. title. But one thing we have to, I have to know from from you, Will. Uh-huh. Greatest United States heavyweight champion. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, we had like, we had Luger and and Flair held this title the most. Um, Flair, uh, I gotta uh, go with uh, uh, Steamboat held it over uh, in three different. You know, in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Uh, Terry Funk won it on two different occasions, like twenty years apart from each other. Thousand. I mean, you know, I mean. Yeah, twenty-five years apart. I mean, really. In general, erection. I mean, no, whatever. <laughs> so, so who? I mean, who? I mean, the, the first. The, I mean, you know, we have the, the first one is Harley Race in nineteen seventy-five. I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's tough to swallow. I mean, it's a hard pill to swallow. But I'm gonna have to go with Flair because it led into Flair becoming world champion and the Flair we know today. Well, I mean, but at the same time, 
it did similar things for uh, for Steamboat. And of course, as we know, that was kind of like near the beginning of the rivalry between those two. And, and while it can be argued, I think few people would would kind of go against Flair and Steamboat being, if not the very top, at the top of greatest rivalries of all time. We practically had an episode dedicated to them at one point. Oh, yeah. Not too long ago. With the tale of two Ricks or something. There you go. And then, you know, of course, the trilogy. You know, the the trilogy between... And there was actually two, what, a pair of trilogies between them um, in in a rivalry that that goes back, you know, uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. NWA, of course, it's all NWA, you know. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, it's kind of kind of hard to say. I mean, can you could you picture if we were to say, okay, we're going to have a tournament for the greatest of all time for the U.S. title? Surely Flair's in there. Yeah, you know. Surely Steamboat's in there. Uh-huh. Uh, as much as we may hate to say it, based on a mount. Of times holding the title, Luger has to kind of be in there. If, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, race just because of being the first and how awesome. This is Harley Race. You know, Harley Race. Uh, Tully Blanchard, because Tully Blanchard is almost synonymous during you know his time before and during the Four Horsemen of holding that title. You know, so there's five right there. I mean, who else would you throw in that? I mean, we would need... Let's say we need eight. Yeah. So who else would we throw in this? We have five right there. Hmm. Let's see. We definitely throw in uh, Piper. Piper. Uh, throw in Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine. And last but not least, um, I'd go ahead and throw in Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Well, there you go. I think that's a good tournament. Well, we have Flair, Steamboat, Race. Yep. Blanchard, Luger, uh-huh. Slaughter. Yep. Get two more. We have like a like an even tournament. Well, well we had them. Who were the other? Piper. Two? Piper. And Valentine. And Valentine. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think I mean, just imagine just the rivalries between those people. <clears throat> so that would be our tournament right there. The, the, the dream matchup. The dream matchup. And you know what? Here's what we're going to do. What we're going to do is... Um, uh, what what is our Facebook? What is our Facebook? Facebook.com slash Georgia or GWHTV. Okay, so GWHTV. So here's what we're going to do is uh, we are going to put this, we're going to put this tournament together. Okay. We're going to make a bracket and we're going to put it on the Facebook okay. right? for the U.S. title. And we are going to have you guys... Decide who wins each match. All right. And all the way to awarding the greatest of all time U.S. title. And you guys notice, there are no WWE guys, WWF U.S. title holders in that. All NWA, WCW. That's right. Good so, old stuff. So we're going to do that. So um, I think maybe it's, uh, it's time. To, well, hold on. Any last things that we need to say? Opinions, thoughts? About the U.S. title. We're good for now. Cool. Well, thanks for hanging in with us for a little while. We're going to uh, cut to our sponsors for a minute and see what they got to say. And we'll be back with you in just a moment. All right. God bless the U.S. title. Yeah.
Hey guys, this is Stoney from GWH TV. If you're like me and dig your wrestling old school and from the South, check out Georgia Wrestling History Online for archives, current area indie shows, and results, plus cool discussions on GWH Radio. Just visit gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Georgia Wrestling History, capturing the legends of yesterday and covering the stars of today. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest classic wrestling in the world. GWH on the Georgia Wrestling History Network. Classic matches, classic look, just classic. Check us out on the GWH website and at facebook.com backslash GWHTV. Welcome back, everybody, to Georgia Wrestling History TV Talk. I'm Kenny J here with John Stoney Cannon What's and up? Will Wheeler. What's up? Back from commercial here with you guys. And before we jump into the next segment of our discussion, uh, we used the power of smartphone technology to come up with a tournament bracket for that U.S. Dream Tournament that we were just speaking of before the break. The American Dream Tournament for the U.S. title. How's that? You know, we don't even have Dusty Rhodes in this tournament. How sacrilegious is that? Because I only have one man as the U.S. champion, that's why. There you go. There we go. So, <laughs> I've got it all right here. The uh, first two brackets. Starting off, we've got Rick Steamboat and Lex Luger. Rick Steamboat taking on Lex Luger. Yep. Wow, that's... And um, that, one's gonna be, that one's going to be our first match, so we'll probably post something about it on our Facebook, and then you guys let us know who you think will win the match, and we will tally it up later on. There yep. we go. Uh, the second match in the first bracket, Sergeant Slaughter, Harley Race. Slaughter and Harley Race, that's interesting. That should be a hard-hitting match. Definitely. In the second bracket, <clears throat> we've got Greg Valentine and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Woo! Like that's, like, that's not all... Wow. That just doesn't happen. That's just like... That's not just generated. That's like fate right there. That's oh, yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is all randomized. We didn't pick this. You know, I let wow. the I let the magic computer do it. So man, just too bad we can't throw a dog collar in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe an earshot. Who knows? Yeah. All right, and then um, Tony Blanchard versus Ric Flair. Wow! Whoa, what four a horsemen against four horsemen. Who would have thought? Wow! Definitely. So we'll have you guys vote on those. Coming up in the future, but for now, on our Facebook, let us know who you think you who we, excuse me who you think would win in a match between Ricky Steamboat and Lex Luger. There you go. It's up oh, to yeah. you, the fans, because that's what we are. We're fans. Exactly. exactly. We, we want to let y'all have a part in our experience too. There you go. So, oh yeah. Well, let's move uh, right along. I suppose. All right. Well, you guys know that we are a history based show, but our goal is, is as fans, to try to connect the past to the present and the future. And as much as we will sit here and complain, as well as most old school people, about current wrestling. What was Joe say? PG? Yeah, yeah, as much about the whole PG thing. We will also agree that there is some quality to be found in wrestling that we enjoy. For example, on this most re- recent edition of WWE Raw, the finale of the final match 
which was between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. And that big guy came out and broke up the match, and it ended up being this craziness between the three of them, which normally, big guy versus big guy, is normally boring. Then you throw in another big guy, makes it even more boring. Was pretty badass, and almost makes me wish that in the middle of all this, Lex Luger would have come down, because it was pretty cool. Those big behemoths of men. Yes. Yes, it, it, it's almost like, okay, for you old schools who have no clue what I'm talking about, imagine back in the day, if King Kong Bundy was in a match against the biggest wild Samoan, and in the middle of the match, a pissed off Andre the Giant came down and decided to beat the crap out of everybody. Talk about a massacre. That's that's basically what you you know. Could the ring hold all three of those? That's the thing. <laughs> Crush. So coolness. But in order for us to kind of like bring you new schoolers in with us, what we're gonna do is we're going to talk about the upcoming in a couple of days is like the pay-per-view of the month whatever, the flavor of the month. And this is a pay-per-view called Battleground. Not even sure when Battleground started, how long it's been around. We know it's been around longer than Great Balls of Fire. But anyway. Worst name ever for a pay-per-view. Great Balls of Fire or Battleground? Great Balls of Fire. Battleground is more a dude in wrestling. Then Great Balls of Fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I wanted to listen to Great Balls of Fire, I'd um, listen to like a like a concert. Yeah, good. Yeah, that there that guy go. who slept with his there cousin. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, come on down to the Aerosmith Great Balls of Fire concert. Yeah. yeah so. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. There you go. And this Sunday we're gonna have riding one more wrestling at Great Balls of Fire. I can almost you know, you could hear I can hear that. Hmm. It'd be funny. The Sunday on Great Balls. I can, I can hear what's his name. The old, uh, the 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 old uh, Monday Night Football guy. Cosell. Uh, yeah, Howard Cosell. <laughs> we are here and fat Great Balls of Fire and watch that little monkey run. You remember the whole reason why he he ended up being kicked out and all that. So, but anyway, <laughs> battleground. Sorry, we like to have fun and we don't pull any punches and we. You know what? We keep it respectful, but we still have fun. Okay, so hey, whatever. Oh yeah, Benoit. We're just chilling. Benoit. <laughs> we'll say it. We, we uh, blow. Yep. We we don't scare you. I mean, come on. I mean, last week we sent out a birthday gift that was a teenager snort crack <laughs> off the ass crack of a teenage girl. We whatever. You know what I mean? So, and I believe one of us said the F word. It happens. Fuck. Yes. It's it's Friday night, not Monday morning. The kids are all doing stuff at the mall, so the grown-ups can listen to the radio show and... and, and Or the kids are... Or or the kids try to be (laughs) WWE superstars doing world star hip-hop fights in the mall. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a kid, we had my friends on trampolines, man. That was... (laughs) 
<laughs> trying to emulate the superstars. Besides, why should Jim Cornette be the only one allowed to have fun <laughs> online? Right? It's not like we're going to Crystals and cussing out somebody at the drive-thru. That is true. Right? <laughs> it's not like we're holding up people. It's not like we're doing hard drugs. Yep. All right? So, I mean... There may be occasionally, you know, skirting around cops for hookers and stuff. Yeah, talk about <laughs> not pulling punches, huh? Yeah. Well, we can't do it because, I mean, Will, Will is 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 a coach, so you know we ha- will we have to keep Will clean. Yep. And so, I have no, a coach educator, so you know I can't be doing dirty stuff like no, that. No, no, can't be oh, doing no stuff. Well, well, we mean the drugs. To. We mean the drugs. Yeah. So yeah. So the hookers are okay as long as they're over twenty-one. So, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. All right. So, getting back to battlegrounds. So, so, getting back to battle. It, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. In September, we'll get you. We'll get you a, a mula hooker or a oh, dog, one or the other. So, all right. So, this Sunday, WWE Battleground, which you can watch only on that place online for only that price, or probably find it later on your own for. Uh, Less Free than that price. Yeah. So, all right. So <laughs> we're gonna go through. But these. we don't condone. We don't condone. Okay, no. gets on the YouTube channel. <laughs> so, all right. So here we have some matches. The first one on our list is a Punjabi prison match for the WWE Championship. One that I still can't believe is happening because I still can't believe the guy holding the belt is the guy holding the belt. And at the same time. There's just something disturbing about calling a match a Punjabi prison match because in this day of PC and PG, yeah. you would kind of think that that was kind of insulting to somebody. Yeah. But we've had that since the what's the great Kali. Yeah, we had that. And that might have been the last time we've had one. I think it was. I forgot who it was against, but he definitely had that. Yeah, yeah. Well, in this match, the champion, who we all know is a legend in his own mind, Jinder Mahal, with his two lackeys, are taking on Randy Orton for the title. Second generation superstar. And that's right. Actually, third generation superstar. True. Now, when... when when he first won the belt, the first thing I thought was really, like, four weeks ago, this guy wasn't even wrestling. But you know what? It has seemed to go over. And I think TNA has kind of caught wind of this whole India thing because they filmed weeks of episodes in India recently. Yo. Apparently, India is turning into a hotbed of wrestling. Yeah. So... Maybe, once again, Vince McMahon has seen something that us common folk don't see. Mr. Genius Businessman himself, who can tell the future. Exactly, because me personally, I'm sitting here thinking, Jinder Mahal. And I'm thinking, Hmm. I want some some, uh, Vindaloo lamb. And some curry curry chicken. Hmm. And some basami rice. <laughs> there you go. That's cool, though. You know, because because I'm because I'm sitting here thinking, why not put why not put it on Bo Dallas? Right. I mean, it's he's, unbelievable. He's a second generation superstar. Look who is. is I mean, his uh, 
Daddy is Mike Rotundo. His uncle's Barry Windham. Grandfather's Black Jack Mulligan. I mean, and his brother is Ray Wyatt, Brian. You know, so I mean, so I mean, but no, they put it on Jinder Mahal, which seems just as unimpressive. But it has worked. It has managed to work. What I don't understand is <clears throat> why with everybody, well, first of all, you know, everybody's like, USA, USA, and they were like, oh, well, we're really at war with India. We're, okay, Gandhi, peaceful guy. But it seems to spark a bit of USA, but yet, later on, we'll find out later on in this whole thing that the most American match is not this match. Because Randy Orton is not known as the patriotic fighter for America, he is just kind of known as this kind of like really smart, sick dude. He's a viper. He's, exactly. So, at the end of the day, at the end of Battleground, who's the champ going to be, guys? Uh, probably gonna, I think they're going to, um, Mahal's going to go over. Reason being is because they have this big tour of India and he's going to be headlining the tour of India as the champion. So, the drawback is Vince don't want those ticket prices. Right. So, and I mean, the fact of the matter is India is the second most populous nation in the world. Hands down. And the fact of the matter is that a huge market in India and all that good stuff and the technology and the great food of India, I might add. Mm-hmm. I've cooked India, India food delicacies and all that good stuff. So, you know, it's, and that, it's just a good market to go over. And he's going to retain. Well, but I would agree only based on that it's battleground. To me, it's like a minor pay-per-view or whatever. But... You have to ask yourself, what is a bigger draw in India? Him going in and defending the title in India or him trying to win back the title in India? That's a good question. Um, that's, that's a very interesting question. Um, <clears throat> I think he would get the... It's just the, he, the, reason I, the reason I went with going over because him coming in as a champion is what draws and the fact that their own native is the champion... That's going to put the butts in the seats. Yeah. The old adage, put the butts in the seats. Yeah. Now, if Randy Orton goes over, then he's like, uh, no, 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 that's not fair. Uh, they're probably thinking that Jen Hart Jenner's going to get screwed. True, true. But they may think, hey, winning the belt back in India could be huge. Yeah. Curry could go a flying. And they've never had a world title change internationally, as far as besides can't not counting Canada. As far as I know, they... Well, I mean, that's not even a country, so... Yeah. But then again, that title change was known as a screw job. Yeah, true, true, true. So, so... All right, so... We're kind of indifferent on who's going to win this title. Yeah. I think it would be kind of cool if, if he went back and, and won it back after it was endured. Just because you kind of have that, like... You know, I had it, now I don't. And then, it's, you know, that kind of rising back to the top, revenge, kind of getting my title back. But it would be, be cool. cool it would be cool to see the 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 revelry of coming to the ring with the title in India. You know, maybe being carried to the ring. You know, the whole stuff like that. That would be kind of interesting. You know, like they did on on Raw with. Uh, the, the big rug in, in the ring and all that. That that could be made for a really cool presentation. Oh, yeah. 
All right. So I think I think for the most part, I think uh, whether it be because of uh, butts and seats or whether it be because it's just merely battleground, I think we're pretty much in in unanimous agreement that uh, at battleground, uh, Jinder Mahal is going to retain the title and leading up to whatever. All right. So in our second match, we have. The tag team champs, the SmackDown tag team champs, the Usos, and they are taking on the New Day. Um, New Day goes over, but they don't get the titles. I mean, yeah, you keep them fresh, but you want to keep—they're both—they're two of your strongest teams on the brand. But at the same time, of, of a DQ countout finish, you're keeping the Usos strong as champions, so therefore, possibly setting up a showdown of SummerSlam. And we're, we're building up a longer program because this is still a new yes. program because the uh, where the Usos were gone for a while and came back and finally got the title. New Day has been kind of like out of the loop for a while as well. So they're kind of coming back, which is kind of good because sometimes you need to refresh and get people out of the picture because yeah. even the most popular people eventually become stale. And you really don't have much of a tag team picture in on SmackDown, though. No, you don't. The tag team, you really don't have much of a tag team division. So really, you kind of have to have a, have a program. There you go. All right. So, so you think New Day goes over, possibly disqualification mm. or count out, but but Usos retain the title. Yes, I can see that. I can see that. Um, one thing I can definitely see is um, when you look at the card, you guys will see this as we go through the card. Possibly the match of the night. And we will discuss this as we will <laughs> yeah. get to the end. But this is two great tag teams. so And, and, and two entertaining tag teams. Alright, the next one. Um, kind of old school, but at the same time. One of those that you're kind of like, yawn, they're really doing this again. <laughs> Cena against Rusev in a flag match. Something we haven't seen in a while. Something kind of cool. We were talking about that whole American thing. You know, why isn't Cena taking on Jinder Mahal? That's something new and fresh. Cena against Rusev has been done to death already. Throw the match out. I should say throw the match out because really the whole raise the flag gimmick, yawn, boring. I mean, just throw the match out. That's that's they're gonna throw the match out. And no realistically speaking, when has been the last time that you can recall? It's been a while when in a flag match the Americans have won. It's been a while. It's been a while. That's that, that's odd. You would think, oh, the Americans are gonna win every time, but I think that became the norm. Yeah, you can't have that because you got to have some tension. Yawn, yeah. So, yeah. but the bad part about it is, is um, is this going to be a one and done, or are we going to have to put up with this crap scene against Rusev? I mean, in all honesty, if you hadn't seen it on the internet with Russo, have you seen? Have you had a chance to see the Bulgarian lawnmower challenge? No. What it is is it was Rusev. <clears throat> he's in his wrestling trunks, has a cigar in his finger with the lawnmower. So they had this Bulgarian lawnmower, and of course. A few Indian rest, a few independent wrestlers have taken up that challenge of the Bulgarian lawnmower, hmm. so to speak. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know what you've done is you've basically taken two wrestlers that haven't been 
around for a while and you throw them in a match. Well, neither one of them have momentum other than John Cena returns the 4th of July. Yeah. That's really all you have. In the memes. Um, you would have yeah. thought that there would have been the, the, the idea that at least one wrestler in this match would have been on TV for a while to help kind of build something up. So, so A, do we really care who wins this match? Do we really care if it goes anywhere after this match? Do we do we have any words of care about either one of these wrestlers going forward or where they should go after this match? I just found the cure for I just found the cure for insomnia with that one. That's all I gotta say. There you go. <laughs> so if we get together and watch Battleground this weekend, I would say the smokers will be going out during this match, but I don't think we have any. Not anymore, no. Alright. <laughs> yeah. All right, so for match number three, we say the winner is we don't give a shit. We don't care. All right, so the next match. This is a fatal five-way elimination match to determine the number one contender for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam, which, of course, we know is a much bigger pay-per-view event. Yeah. In this match, and this is pretty loaded, mostly... We have Charlotte Flair, obviously very Flair. talented. Do it with Flair. Uh, we have Becky Lynch, another talented kick. female wrestler. The last kicker. There you go. Uh, Natalia. Jim the Anvil Nightheart's daughter. Uh, Tamina. Snooker's daughter. There you go. And Lana. Miss Rusev. Miss Rusev. Um, nice to look at. Not really all that exciting to watch, unless there might be a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> and these five will be battling it out to take on the SmackDown Women's Champion at SummerSlam. So, the way this is probably going to go down, Tamina is probably going to beat the crap out of everybody during the match. But not win, because that's what's happened the last couple of multi-wrestling female events. The worst thing to possibly happen in this match, Lana finds a way to win. (laughs) Probably the equivalent of What's-Her-Face winning the ladder match. Oh, uh, Carmella. I mean, James, James Ellsworth. Yeah. For the equivalent of that. I think they should just have Lana take on Carmella for a loser leaves wrestling forever <laughs> match. But I was thinking of James Ellsworth on the pole match. Yeah, yeah. So if this match were to properly, properly have a proper result, who would win this match and go on to SummerSlam? Um, and all I, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean. Charlotte, man. I mean, just because Charlotte, I mean, I think Charlotte's the, the, the rising thing. She's, I think they eventually want to get into this multiple title range just like her dad. I think she'll go over. <clears throat> there you go. I think it has to be either her or Becky Lynch. Because they've kind of put both of them on the shelf a little bit. I think Natalia is really just there to kind of bolster everybody else. 
Tamina, I don't think they're sure what they want to do with. And I think Lana is kind of like the eye candy for the match. Not that the other wrestlers don't look good. But I think that's really your only purpose there. Yeah. For the guys <laughs> to look at. At the end of the day, is it really that important of a match? Uh, we kind of hope so coming into SummerSlam because we want to see this women's revolution get back on track. It's kind of been kind of yawny lately. And by yawny, I don't mean like new age music. <laughs> so, um, so we are going to, our hope is going to be Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Charlotte yeah, Flair. Yeah. Woo! All right, in a match that's just, okay, we've got all these stipulations and title matches, number one contenders, and in the middle of it all, we have Nakamura against against Baron Corbin. We have a guy that they've been trying to push who is boring as all fucking get out, excuse my language, that's Baron Corbin, (laughs) and we have this other guy who they've been trying to push who in NXT was huge, but they haven't really been able to get him over the hump on the main roster. What's the point? Where is this going with these two? Are they trying to figure out which one of these that they're going to get behind? Because neither one of these guys is really getting a good push on the main roster. Padding. Is it a padding match? I was thinking it was going to be a. Uh, I don't know what type of match. It, I think it's going to be. A, I'm thinking you can do thumb wrestling with those two. <laughs> be more uh, prevalent for those two. But, you know, I, we, the sad part is, is you got. Okay, yes, they both have their own talents. Neither one of them are really over good or bad either way. Compared to some of the other wrestlers. You have the WWE really trying to push these two guys. But for the last 10 years. Dolph Ziggler has been so freaking over with the fans. And they just let him languish in mediocre mediocre hell. Mid-card land. Yes. Or curtain jerker land. I mean, I mean they, they, they basically used... Use Dolph Ziggler to push both of these guys in this match. And Dolph Ziggler is still more over not wrestling than either one of these guys. So the question is who's going to win this match? I mean, just go ahead. Can we just go ahead and decide so we can get it over with? Because uh, Nakamura, because I'm biased. Care. I'm Nakamura. <laughs> I mean, there's the, the violins. <clears throat> He's he's had longer wrestling experience than Baron Corbin. He's actually more of a wrestler than uh, Baron Corbin's and Nakamura. I mean, realistically speaking, Will. I mean, come on, I'm going to ask you this because you are a coach. You work out, yeah, like like crazy. You work out. You go to the gym, yeah. Baron Corbin's supposed to be this lone wolf guy. He beats up all the little guys. Okay, are you afraid of Baron Corbin? <laughs> I'm 51 years old. I'm not afraid of Baron Corbin. Why would anybody be afraid of Baron Corbin? I mean, look here. This my cat over there could be Baron Corbin's. Brother. Yeah, I'm, we're yelling Baron Corbin, and the cat doesn't even wake up. Yep. Right. Yeah. I know yeah. Steve's not afraid of Baron Corbin, but Steve's like 
seven foot tall or whatever, so he's not, which shouldn't be a very Yeah, I just got to lean on him. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> All right, so we're going to just say Nakamura just because he's more exciting of a wrestler. How's that? Yeah, we'll go with that one. And plus those violins. There you go. Violins are cool. All right, so we are going to bring our previous discussion of the United States Championship back around. Oh, full circle. Full circle. Yeah, say it again. Full circle. What he said. Just like championship yep. belts. That's Woo-hoo. right. At a house show just recently, AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens, the new face of America, even though he's from Canada, for the title, giving all of us here in Georgia wrestling history something to be proud of because AJ Styles is homegrown, homebred. Homeboy. He's from Gainesville. Yeah. (laughs) And he is going to be defending the title against the guy he beat the title from, Kevin Owens. Two guys who... This match is a great match on any night of the week. Both of these guys can work. They might not, Kevin Owens might not look like he can work, but he can work. Um, both guys know how to work the crowd. I mean, Kevin Owens has been known for years working the crowd. If you've seen his documentary, you know, he, he asked Steve Austin, what could I do? Steve Austin said, keep talking, which was good because that's what he was doing more than anything was talking. Oh, yeah. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks about this is there really wasn't that great of a build-up for this. That a house show, AJ Styles wins. Really unceremoniously, they created a scenario where Owens has to try to get the title back. We know that's his biggest gimmick, Yeah, is being without a title, needing to get the title back. Yeah. In every scenario. But they really haven't built up to it but the good part is, is, is this the this is probably outside of the tag team match, and maybe even over the tag team match, probably the best match on the card. Oh, without a doubt. Possibly, aside from the tag match, probably better than all the other matches, other than the tag match combined. I mean, I mean, okay, agree or not agree. In modern wrestling, when most of us are kind of like, ah, we miss the old school wrestling. Yeah. These are probably two guys that make it possible for us to watch Monday nights and Tuesday nights and pay-per-views without chucking up our Cheerios. They're bridging that gap. Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, they're both... I look at both these guys, uh, even though a certain man from Louisville, Kentucky, doesn't like one of them. <laughs> yeah, but they're both great talents. And it's, t- it's going to be tough to decide who, who, who pulls in this match. I mean, I, I like AJ Styles. I'm not a Kevin Owens fan, but it's going to be tough to decide. There you go. So what do you, who do you think? I mean, because this is an odd one, because this is something that they just kind of put together. I'm going to go with AJ. Mm-hmm. I think AJ is going to go over in this just because, for one, I think you he, he want to have that title chase for Owens going after the title. 
You think they're going to build these two up to SummerSlam? I would think so, because I think they had planned that originally, but they just didn't really build it up that well. I mean, they were in a program, but they just did the whole title change at the house show, which is rare you don't see these days. Yeah. And I, and I think I think we said this is a good match in any level, but I think this is probably a marquee match for SummerSlam. Um, kind of makes you wonder... What else can you do for SummerSlam? But this might be the answer for SummerSlam. I mean, because really the only thing you could do to really bolster SummerSlam and the SummerSlam tradition, and we haven't heard anything about it happening, is maybe bring back, like, Hogan. (laughs) Good gosh, don't even get me started on that. All the legal ramifications and rewriting you gotta do for history. Oh, gosh. I'll make up something about it. we got in the TARDIS and <laughs> so. yeah, I can see Vince McMahon doing the Doctor Who part. <laughs> well, he got in the TARDIS, and Hulk Hogan is for real. All right, so guys, this Sunday, Battleground. All right, you guys can come on our Facebook after Sunday and tell us how stupid we were or how smart we were. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a YouTuber that that me and uh, that me and Stevie watch. He was uh, he's often like you know if you guessed this, you're a great prognosticator. He also covers uh, wrestling and stuff too. So I mean, I think that's a, a term that we can that we can use here as well. You know, are we the great prognosticators of battleground? There you go. So so come on and tell us whether whether we're a bunch of idiots or whether we are the Nostradamuses. Yep. Of our time period, based on this, based on Jinder Mahal will retain the WWE Championship over Randy Orton. The New Day will win, but the Usos will retain the Tag Team Champions Championships for SmackDown. Cena versus Rusev, both of them will get a flag shoved up their ass because we don't give a crap. Charlotte Flair, probably not, but our hope is Charlotte Flair will win to go on to SummerSlam. Nakamura will knock out Baron Corbin for this singles match for whatever. And AJ Styles will retain the coveted United States Championship in order to continue this rivalry for a rematch at SummerSlam. Does that sound right, guys? Sounds good to me. All right. There we go. So, uh, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to mention? About Battleground? Or about anything, about before, anything? We, before we get them out of here. Um, oh, I don't know. There's a little show coming up Monday morning. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah, Monday morning after the the big WWE pay per view, um, we've got all kinds of fun stuff planned for that Monday's GWH TV. We're gonna go around the South with matches from 1986 all the way up until very recently 2009. Well, I guess it's not very recently, but it's new. It's newish, modern. Yeah. Featuring we've got Akio Sato, Tarzan Goto, the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys? No. Probably Ronda. What? Boys, are they? Wow. Oh. 
Let's see. Ricochet. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose? Oh, yeah. We got Dean Ambrose on the show. That's what wow. the 2009 matches. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so, so so we can legally do that. I think so, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, no, it's not before all the... Yeah, so Dean Ambrose, Her- Herb Calvert, the challenger. We got some wildfire. Wildfire! Rick Martell, Ricky Steamboat, Jay Youngblood, Ox Baker, and the Scorpion. And then the main event is Troy T. Tyler and the Seraph. The Seraph. Wait till so, you find out who that is. Oh, yes. It'll be quite a surprise. So, and then, of course, you know, we've got some more news coming your way from Viral Pro Wrestling. Because August 12th, they will be in Clearwater. Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Sweetwater Gym. Clearwater Gym. Clearwater, that's Florida. Thompson. Yep. Thompson, Georgia. Yep. For Georgia. what's their event? Infection 2. Infection 2. Well, say Infection 2. Infection 2. There you go. Yep. And uh, and that is going to be their one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. That Buff Bagwell is going to be yeah, there. Yeah, speaking of tying the past to the present. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buff yes. the stuff. There is going to be a championship match. The champion six taking on... The number one contender, Chris Main. In a I quit match. Oh, There's yeah. going to be like... Is that, is that intergender match still happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, guys and girls rolling around in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then uh, John Schuyler, is John Schuyler going to be there still? Yep, yep, yep. yep. John Schuyler of NXT. I think he spent time in Ring of Honor, maybe a little tea and all over the place. Yeah, he's been everywhere. Uh, he was like in the top 500 PWI a couple of years ago. Uh, Russell Force um, champion a couple of times. So yep. that's a good one. All right. So and um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So coming out for that, it's gonna be fun. So, yeah. well, before we sign off for good, I'm gonna throw out some URLs for you to check out our past, present, future shows. And make sure you go to that one particular URL to check out our videos and to vote for the first match in the bracket for the Dream U.S. Title. Championship of all time. Yes, and that's facebook.com slash GWHTV. Send us a message, comment on a post, we'll get it, we'll see it. Send and us we'll, money. Yeah, because you can do that through Facebook now. I don't know if you knew that. You yeah. can? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Facebook yeah, message us and send us all your money. You know, we're the, we're the, the what is it, the Nigerian prince that's... That needs all the money or something. I don't know that email. Blah, yeah, blah. well, if you if you he would he would give you money a million dollars U.S. if you get him out of there. There, there we go. And so apparently, somebody found the money. It was I think it really was, but then again, I was seeing things. Oh, so I made okay. a about it. <laughs> That's gotta be one of the like the oldest chain emails in the book. There you go, because we like to be your end of the rainbow. We like to be your leprechaun. We like to be your pot of gold, but um course we're too broke to do that so if you want us to be your pot of gold hook us up we can have a base or we can just have for a future birthday becky lynch dressed as a leprechaun lap dance yeah, oh, pot damn. Change. i'd like that that'd be awesome i thought say when you said buh i thought you were gonna say we could have a bake sale no no bake sale that'd be fun, that would be fun. with becky lynch yeah, Becky Lynch in the Leprechaun giving out lap dances on a bake sale becky bake sale oh i don't know if it's becky lynch i'm thinking car wash Big sell car wash. Mm. That would be probably the one time when I'd be like, Lana! 
<laughs> oh no! Get out of the rain! Big cell car wash. You got it. You're eating you some pie and you're watching your car go. Pie. He said pie talking about lawn and wrestling. Well, oh, that's awesome. Puppies! Maybe that was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. Wait a minute. Where did Jerry the King Lawler show up in this, <laughs> in this podcast? When I heard puppies. When did he show up? See, we like to have fun because at the end of the day, we're just fans. Mm-hmm. So if you sit there and listen and go, these fuckers don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know what? We never claim to be like smart. We never claim to be insiders. We have just been fans for like a long time. Any longer than the other ones because I'm so damn old. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I don't see like a, a, a doctrine of, of wrestling up on Will's wall here. So Oh, no. Which that segues into the end of our show here, you know. Uh, thanks. I would like to thank Will for having us in his wonderful, lovely abode for this week's episode. Well, Um, last week we were at Mike's house with Mr. This week we're in Will's house with... Rexy. Rexy. All right. Rexy, who is sleeping over there, having a nice little cat nap. Yep. Yep. So, let's, uh, once more we're going to send out our thoughts and prayers to Mr. Hope he has a speedy recovery. And I guess I cut you off, so I guess you want to go ahead and give them the rest of those Earls. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com, that's where you're going to find all your wrestling information, birthdays, you know, today in wrestling, all your uh, podcasts and and shows and fun stuff. So yeah. you get your, your wrestling appetite filled up there. All kinds of stuff, as well as um, they have upcoming events, a.k.a. indie shows coming up, uh, as well as the WWE, uh, NXT, uh, Ring of Honor, everything that's coming through the area. And um, they also post results yep. and videos from uh, area shows. They cover it all. So if you can't come out to the Infection 2 show, they will have the results posted pretty soon after. They exactly. will have the results. So, and we will we will also probably have our own version of those results following that show. There you go. So, awesome. All righty. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a lovely Friday. When everybody had a great weekend. Uh, once again, I'm Kenny here with Stoney and Will, and was it Rexy? Yes. All right, and we'll see you guys next week. I think it's time to hit the Waffle House. Mm, yeah, that sounds good. God, raffle history. Fuck you like a man. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. We'll beat your work. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. A very spirited crowd here today at the television sports arena. 